How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Bench Boys Podcast. We are your hosts, Brennan Sampson, John Foote, and Aaron Lutz. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Good, good. Pretty good. Good, good, good. Glad to hear it. <laughs> we are going to be continuing our divisional super teams, um, as we've been doing for the past few episodes. John, would you like to give our listeners a little overview, a recap of what we are doing? Here we go again. Uh, so we are breaking down for the NFL super. We're breaking down super teams for each division. So we are essentially going to be taking six players from each team in the division to make one super team. And at the end of the exercise, we're going to find out which division or our our personal opinions of which division has the best super team, which division has maybe not the best super team. Um, so we're going to be pulling six players from each team to make that that super team. So today we're going through the NFC North. Uh, so those teams consist of the Green Bay Packers the Minnesota Vikings, the Chicago Bears, and the Detroit Lions. Um, funny enough, honestly, with the NFC North, like, I feel like their division, I mean, like, the Packers and, like, the Vikings are pretty strong, but I think the Lions and, like, the Bears are not that great. But I think they're one of my favorite divisions, like, super team base-wise. They have a lot of, like, pos- like positions, like, the Bears may not be good, but their defense is really good, you know? Like, the Vikings may be, you know, I think they're solid, but they have a lot of really great pieces around that kind of like complement other areas. And then the, the Packers have a great offense. And then the Lions are the Lions. You can kind of fill, fill in some positions here or there. <laughs> but anyways, so yeah. So for the NFC North to start it off with um, for coaching stuff, staff, I actually ended up going with um, Matt LaFleur for the, for the Packers. Mm. Um, I thought about doing um, Mike Zimmer. Mike Zimmer. I do like Mike Zimmer. Um, I think he, I think he's like probably like the clear cut choice for the number two guy, but, um, and I can see him going, having him be the best quarter or coach, but I think I, at the end of, yeah, I'm really struggling at the end of the day, quarterback, huh? Yeah. I'm throwing Mike Zimmer <laughs> at quarterback, uh, but at the end of the day, I think it's gotta be Matt LaFleur. I think the fact that he's like just taking over that team from Mike McCarthy and then has just dominated every year. Granted, I mean, how much of that is Aaron Rodgers, but you still need a, a great head coach with a great quarterback to kind of like put everything together. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, that's my head coach selection. Nice. Um, I went with Mike Zimmer. Uh, I do like Matt LaFleur, La- Matt LaFleur a lot. And I do think he's a really good coach. Um, I just tend to lean towards defensive coaches sometimes, not all the time, but I do like, I don't know. I think Matt or Mike Zimmer has been around the league a long time um and in the past he's had some generally some pretty great defenses um you know obviously last year not so much (laughs) um but i do think they've restocked and he's done a good job kind of rebuilding that team and he's had some good um draft choices over the last few years do you know that the um side fact minnesota vikings um are the number one team for um extensions for like drafted players and then signing their second contracts um so i think that the vikings draft yeah, yeah exactly so i think they're um, drafting is really good, so obviously that lies in their GM as well. Um, but Mike Zimmer, I think, is a big part of that. So I think he's really good at just building teams, but also I like the defensive side. So I, um, uh, I also really, I, I love a head coach who can admit if something's not going well that they did something wrong. Yeah. And I, I, one of my favorite things from Mike Zimmer last year before the season started, he said he's never had like a bottom a bottom half defense ever mm-hmm. in his entire like coaching career. 
and he doesn't see that changing. And then last year had a bottom draft. <laughs> and he came out at the end of the year and said, man, we really made some real mistakes, and I under I underestimated my def- or I overestimated my defense, and you know we'll, we'll be addressing that, making some changes. So I, it's just one of those things where, like, you know, I, I love uh, when a coach can look at something that they've done wrong and, like, admit to kinda doing wrong. Up and then to it, yeah. Owning up to it. Yeah, and that, that's one of the big things, kind of going back to the Arizona Cardinals, why I have enjoyed Cliff Kingsbury over the last two years. We may not have been I – mean, the Cardinals may not have had winning seasons or may have, you know, been kind of poorly, but I feel like after every after every game, you know, during the press conferences, he can, like, easily point out mistakes he's made and work on them, and you can see, like, the, the improvement the next week after. So I, I think – that's a lot better. Unlike the our previous head coach for the Cardinals, was Steve Wilkes, where every single press conference <laughs> after every single game, he said the exact same thing. And well, we, we just got to execute better. Um, you know, we 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 went out there, we, we tried our best, we made some mistakes, we just got to execute better. And then when asked about specific things, like we just got to execute better. And you know, when you're sitting there and, and you're telling me that in week 15 that we just got to execute better, there's something going wrong, yeah. <laughs> and you're not owning up to it. So this is one of those things. There's a reason he's not a head coach anymore. So, I was was like, you're not a fan of Cliff Kingsbury, even though he does exactly that. No, so I do like Cliff Kingsbury. I do think that he is on the hot seat, though, this year, and he really does have to have to. I think he has to get this team to the playoffs and probably make a yeah. playoff run. And you the, have the owner definitely talent. applied that too. Yeah, you have such talent in Kyler Murray, and you're, you know, there's a stat out there, and I have to look it up. That um, how often do quarterbacks win the Super Bowl not on a rookie contract? There aren't Tom Brady who are taking a massive pay cut to play on the team. Granted, Tom Brady has just dominated the Super Bowl the last like you know decade, so that's not really fair. But I think there <laughs> is there's, yeah, uh, yeah right. I think there is <laughs> a real a real factor in that though of like once quarterbacks get out of that rookie contract and take that big big money, you, you see teams kind of deteriorate around them. You know, like the Falcons with – not the Falcons, the um, Ravens with uh, Joe Flacco. We took that big payday. A lot of their players lost, and they haven't been back since. Um, Kansas City Chiefs, they've already restructured Patrick Mahomes' contract. You know what I mean? They, they lost yeah, a lot of offensive line. Year one. You know, that, that's what I'm saying. I, and I think Patrick Mahomes realized I think he had to sit down and was like, do I want to get paid or do I want to have a better team? How do I do that? And so he takes a pay cut, and now they're, they're, they then revamp the offensive line. So I think they'll be pretty dangerous. Yeah. But I think Tom Brady is a clear-cut example of if you want to win championships, you're going to take a pay cut. Yeah. If you want to get paid, you'll get paid, but you won't win championships, in my opinion. So, um, Anyways, so we will break down the offense now. Actually, yeah, you went with Mike Zimmer. Um, okay, yeah. yeah, we'll break down the offense now. So for quarterback, um, until something changes, I went with Aaron Rodgers as the Green Bay, from the Green Bay Packers. Uh, that being said, I could see him being traded or not playing this year. So, <laughs> but as I'm of not, now, as we're recording, as of well, now, on June twenty seventh, who would you pick for your Jeopardy host? Uh, <laughs> yeah. you know nothing. <laughs> sad. Um, <laughs> Andy Dalton's a close competitor for the on no, the, the Jeopardy. Nothing. Host. Nothing will be Alex Trebek. But honestly, like watching watching Aaron Rodgers host of the Jeopardy, I actually liked it. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, a lot of people like were criticizing him and like that he's not energetic enough or not like um, animated enough. But it's, like, that's it's not, not really, what makes uh, yeah, not yeah. really. Yeah, Alex Trebek was not a very, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, Alex Trebek yeah. was was almost very dry, but extremely well put together, and and you know was able to read through the questions and give the answers and just be. He's a very knowledgeable person, so I actually think Aaron Rodgers did a pretty good, solid job as the Jeopardy. Okay. 
Um, I also loved the uh, the dude at the end who asked who uh, whose decision was it to kick the field goal, as we addressed in a, in a previous episode. I think that's very important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. My running back, which um, honestly I think he's like the number three running back in the in the whole league, is uh, Dalvin Cook. I, I think that was a pretty pretty easy pretty easy pick right there. Um, Dalvin Cook's a monster. Uh, he's, he's, he's extremely versatile. He can catch the ball. He can run, he can run up and down the field. Um, I think he's had a few injuries, but nothing too serious, nothing serious, nothing, um, like season ending. So I think his health is not a big concern of mine. Uh, my wide receivers, I feel like we're pretty easy to pick too. Uh, I went with Devonta Adams from the Packers, Allen Robinson from the bears and Justin Jefferson from the Vikings. Um, some of the great, really great receivers out there for Aaron Rodgers to throw to, and I honestly think if Aaron Rodgers had those receivers on the Packers team right there, he would, <laughs> he would, uh, <laughs> he would be a insult to injury. He would, he would one hundred percent want to come back to the Packers without any question. I think if he had those three receivers to throw to, mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to what he has now, Devonta Adams is obviously I think one of the be- is the best receiver in the league, so that just makes it that much better. But then you add Allen Robinson, Justin Jefferson, that that. That those passing numbers, I, I would like to see how how high Aaron Rodgers can get with those with those numbers. Um, <laughs> tight end uh, is a little, I I don't know, and it wasn't that rough. But I'm, I'm gonna go with T.J. Hawkinson. Um, I think I, I hinted at it earlier, but Detroit I think has like some of the weaker pieces in this division, so it's kind of finding like some of their stars. And you know he hasn't really like he hasn't really sh- popped off and like really shined, but I think he's been pretty consistent. It has like he's gotten better. The last two years, and I think this year could be like his final year to like push it over the edge, as long as Jared Goff can throw him the ball. Um, yeah, th- there was a a different podcast. Um, definitely thinks uh, T.J. Hawkinson is going to have a monster year next year. I'm with I, that podcast. He had a really good year this last year. Yeah. Um, I was really mm-hmm. high on him. So I think, especially with the lack of targets for yeah, um, Detroit, yeah, exactly. He will do He's yeah, very well. But yeah, so yeah, and that, that's why he I could definitely be a sleeper uh, or underrated yeah. pick. Yeah, I think I think he will definitely be a sleeper pick for for fantasy yeah. purposes this year for sure. Um, all right, so going through my my line, um, I went David Bakhtiari from the Packers, um, pretty easy pick. Ezra Cleveland from the Vikings, uh, Frank Ragnar from the Lions. Um, hang on, let me let me just make sure I don't butcher this last. Frank Ragnar, right? right? Yeah, it's right Frank, now. Is it? I was Ragnow, gonna get that when I went through. Yeah. My bad, my bad. Uh, <laughs> Ragnar, not not Ragnar. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm gonna butcher this name. I'm so sorry, but from the from the Giants, I went the with Giants. Uh, We're out some uh, the Giants, Giants the Bears, Chicago <laughs> Bears. Jermaine <laughs> Ifedi, the right guard. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, could have fooled me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then honestly, this is one of my few rookie picks that I've selected. I didn't select many rookies. Um. Because I I wanted more experience. You never know how someone's going to translate the NFL. But mm. I don't I don't think this player is going to have a problem. But I went with Panay Suel from the from the mm. Lions. Um, that being said, again I don't really see t- I didn't really see too many positions to pick from the Lions. So I tried to fill in the best spot. And I I, I feel like he is going to have a great year, and I think he's going to be a great pick. So I I went with it. Um, yeah, that's, that's I don't I, I don't hate that. Point. I do think he'll be really offense. good too. Yeah. I think that was a good steal for um the Lions. The fact at that, that he position. fell, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, well, he had those maturity issues. Yeah, right. Those maturity issues being, uh, I don't know, 19? <laughs> yeah, for real. That's, yeah, because when I was 19, the maturity I, issue. I was fully that's it. matured, so, yeah. yeah. I, can't, I can't relate to yeah. that. I don't think anything <laughs> I, like of substance remember. actually no. came out well, isn't about that. that. Like, it, was just, uh, it was just that he was younger yeah. than average. Yeah, so I do like your team quite a bit. We have very similar team. Little differences, but... Not many. Um, so Aaron Rodgers, I went with quarterback because, I mean, reigning MVP, I think he is the clear-cut best quarterback in this division. If Mitch Trubisky I mean, was still here, maybe. I was like, you didn't want Andy Dalton? <laughs> he's, he's the reigning MVP. So. MVP, yeah, the MVP versus the MVP. It would have been a Wait, tough choice. MVP? Not valuable player. He <laughs> <laughs> was actually voted MVP on the Nickelodeon game. He was, <laughs> he was Nick's most valuable player or whatever. Oh, I mean, it, he, got, he got memed to winning the award because, nice. you know. Hey, he's never that. thrown a pick six, though, so. Ah, that's that true. is crazy. <laughs> I think uh, he's the only one with as many games as he's played, too. Like, yeah, there's to no not. quarterback. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. I, I think Mitch Trubisky playing under Josh Allen, I think they're going to be a resurgence later on. I think Ooh, I think some team, I think he might John. learn. Yeah, you know, a spicy take, you know. Uh, hopefully no one listens to this podcast and no, no one can bring that to me in, like, five years when he's out of the league. But <laughs> I thought like Mitch they, was coming back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like there's 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 an op- there's an a pathway. I can see this pathway. Playing under Josh Allen with uh, Sean McDermott, playing, like, a year or two. Kind of like Jameis Winston. I could see it, I could see it happening. But anyways. We'll I, I feel like five years. I feel like he he's destined to be a solid backup. Yeah, like a right. Josh McCown or Brian Fitzpatrick until, uh, you know, recently. Yeah. He's actually going to come alive, but um, yeah, definitely, definitely a solid backup that you would uh, not mind having on your. I agree. Yeah, just not for where they drafted him, but. And then I, at running yeah. back, I agree with you. I went with Dalvin Cook. Um, he's also my third best running back in the league behind uh, Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry. Um, you know, there's a few guys in this league that are just fun to watch play, and he's one of them. He's just he won me ridiculous. a fantasy league last year. Yeah, he's he's just a great player. Um, he's just really good, fun to watch. He has great speed, um, receiving. Like he's the complete package. I really like Dalvin Cook. And the wide receivers were the exact same. Devonta Adams, who is my number one wide receiver in the league as well. Um, and then Justin Jefferson and Allen Robinson. I almost did Adam Thielen because I do think he's really good too. But I think he's going to be turning 30 this season or he's old he's a little older yeah he took a little bit to kind of break out in minnesota still great still performing at a super high level but was he undrafted or was he a sixth round he he was undrafted i believe was yeah, he? I thought, that's what because I, I know he didn't yeah. play his first like first four years pretty much. Yeah. Um, he kind of was. He was undrafted, undrafted in 2013. Yeah. yeah, and then so it took him a while to get onto the field, and now obviously because I always and think he's he... Stephon Diggs's age, you know, because they really broke out around mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah, yeah, um, no, he's 30 years old. He is 30. Yeah, so that's why I went Justin Jefferson. It's crazy what he did in his rookie season, but I, yeah. if if you would have you know put Adam Thielen in there too, I think that's also a great receiver. Um, tight end, I'm really high on TJ Hawkinson. I think he's going to be really good this year. Um, I really liked watching him play last year. I think he was one of the few bright spots on a very banged up and not great Lions team. Um, so I think he will continue to kind of step into a larger role there too this season. And then left tackle, I did David Bakhtiari from Green Bay, the best tackle in the league, um, in my opinion. And then James Daniels was my left guard from Chicago. And Frank Ragnow from Detroit is a probably top three center in the league, so I completely agree with your pick there. 
Uh, and then right guard, Lucas Patrick from Green Bay. Um, and then my right tackle, I went with Brian O'Neill. Again, I don't hate the Sewell pick there. Um, but, you know, Brian has been in the league for a few years now, and I think he has, like, a PFF grade of 78. Um, you know, so he's definitely not a bad tackle. He's, you know, like I said, I didn't really go with rookies besides Elijah Barry Tucker. Who was your second receiver? Uh, Justin Allen Jefferson Robinson. and Allen oh. Robinson. Yeah. Oh, so you went with the same receivers? Same. same uh, yeah, I missed one of them. Pretty stacked receiving core. But, yeah, so I think mm-hmm. we had a few differences on our offensive line. Yeah, um, so just I offensive will, line. I will say the, the fun thing is I feel like that's where we've differed the most in all of our in all of our divisions yeah. are offensive line. I think that's our biggest difference. Fun for you line. guys. Yeah. As Aaron's, like, looking <laughs> through, like, who are these guys? Do you want their numbers? Um, well, sure. Go ahead. Honestly, between the between uh, the the left guard and the right guard, those those are two differences. I can't give you PFF number for Penny Sewell because doesn't have and one. Right tackle. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously. Um. Yeah. So left guard and right guard. Um. Ezra Cleveland and Jermaine Ifedi, which were two I picked, are literally like one PFF point better on both okay. both sides than his. But that's it, exactly. It's just one PFF point difference so they're almost the exact same (laughs) right so i I think yeah i think this one comes down to coaching then um and with with matt lafleur being a better uh, offensive coach i mean i I would say even if it was the the flip side like they were one point worse than than brennan's um i would still probably give it to you just because matt lafleur is you know more likely to to get uh better production out of them right out of the the offense as a whole yeah no, I, I agree with that. I definitely agree. Oh, yeah? That. I'm just crying a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So that's pretty straightforward. Then we'll hop over to defense. Um, so for my defensive ends, I went with um, Daniil Hunter from Minnesota and Akeem Hicks. I think Hunter's going to have a great season this year. I think he's posed for um, – I think he had a good year last year, but I think he'll have even a better – oh, yeah? Sorry. I have on – my, on my list, I have Akeem Hicks as a defensive tackle. So that'll be a difference for us. Hmm, interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, I, I, I have because I think normally doesn't he play end or outside linebacker? Probably. I might. <laughs> no, no worries. I don't mind putting him at D tackle, but I think he's just a little small for that position, right? Which is uh, defensive he is, interior. Yeah, he is six foot three eighteen. So I mean, yeah, you could definitely put him on the line. Um, yeah, because I don't think he is for ESPN. He's definitely like the D end for. Uh, which I mean, honestly, give or take, I don't. I don't yeah, I, I mean, just, it, you, yeah, you can still be kind so of the crazy. guy and playing yeah, out like the defensive end like JJ Watt. You just see you know? like the differences and how like they're listed and how they actually play and everything. Is just yeah, awesome. and obviously different like uh, schemes and stuff. Um, so I have them at my defensive ends. At my defensive tackles, I did Eddie Goldman from Chicago, who's just a monster, and Kenny Clark from Green Bay, who uh, had a pretty solid year last year. And then my linebackers, I went with Khalil Mack from Chicago and Eric Kendricks from Minnesota. I think Eric Kendricks is a phenomenal linebacker. I I think, yeah, he's going to have a really good year this upcoming year, too. I think he's really good. And my cornerbacks, um, uh, yeah, (laughs) had a little (laughs) little struggle with this one. I feel like I use a lot of Chicago players elsewhere, and they obviously don't have Kyle Fuller anymore. Thank you for giving him to my Broncos. Um, but so I went with Jair Alexander, who was one of the best corners in the league, uh, for Green Bay. Um, then I went with Jeff Okuda from Detroit and Oof. Amini Warrior. Uh, he's the Lions as well. Honestly, like Jeff Okuda, I thought was going to be lower rated. He actually didn't have a terrible year. Maybe not as good as for where he was drafted. Um, 
but overall statistic wise it was okay not great but i was expecting that to be a lot worse but i am happy with my safety picks because i went with eddie jackson for um free safety from chicago and my strong safety harrison smith from minnesota so while my corners outside of alexander were a little lacking i think the safety positions brought it back (laughs) I'm I'm a little surprised with your state with your corner picks because I I went kind of different and so let I me mean, we'll we'll kind of break that down here in a sec. Yeah. Could you go uh, over the the last two corners again? Yeah. So uh, Jeff Okuda, who was our obviously draft. Oh pick, right, yeah. Sorry. Okay. And then um, Amini Warrior. Right. Boy. However <laughs> you said it. <laughs> I'll just copy paste you I, saying I don't know. it over yeah. me. <laughs> and how you how I for anyway. Um, go for it, Jeff. Yeah, okay, so we definitely have some differences here. It, it's not my differences. So I went with the Daniel Hunter from a defensive end, kind of very similar. He's really great. Uh, it's just yeah. nothing else to say there. Um, <laughs> and then Trey Flowers from Detroit for my defensive ends. Okay. Um, and then my defensive tackles, I went with Akeem Hicks uh, and then Kenny Clark. So I really like Akeem Hicks and Kenny Clark. I think, I think that, that defensive line is extremely strong. Our linebackers are almost the same. So I went with Khalil Mack from Chicago. And I went with Roquan Smith. Um, I do like the Eric Kendricks pick, but I also I still like Roquan Smith. I think oh, Roquan yeah, Smith's yeah. a little older, though. Um, he's not like super. I don't think he's that old. Um, I, I really like Roquan Smith. I think he is yeah. really good too. Um, and I probably would have taken him if I didn't like mine so much, you know. Yeah. Oh, I guess he's only twenty four. I don't know why. I thought yeah, he was older, he's, though. Who am he's I thinking super of? young. Probably Hicks. I don't know, because most of the yeah, rest of that. Like... Yeah, because Akeem Hicks is like 31, so maybe it is Akeem Hicks I was thinking of initially. Yeah, because real quick. Um, yeah. yeah, but those are my those are my linebackers. So, okay. um, yeah, I really like the NFC North, honestly. I think they're they're one of my favorite. They're one of my favorite divisions built so far. Yeah. Um, corners, I definitely agree with you. I definitely think there's some drop-off with, like, their corners, especially, you know, like, losing, like, Kyle Fuller. Um but I like Jair, I want Jair Alexander as my number one. Um, mm-hmm. I went with uh, Kevin King as my number two. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I know. He, okay, so here's the thing: he actually had a pretty solid year up until like the playoffs, where he got burnt yeah. by, the, by the Bucks. But like literally, I, I hate I, one I, bad game. it's funny. It's funny because like I, I've listened to some other podcasts and they're talking about it and they're talking about like the the Packers like um, weak spots and they're talking about corner. They talked about Kevin Kevin King, and they're like, you know, honestly, besides that one game, he wasn't like he's obviously not number one, and you know, Jair Alexander definitely took that spot, but like Kevin King still played pretty well. He just it's unfortunate because like the last game he got absolutely torched a yeah. couple times. So yeah. it's just like you know, it's like going that, into it's free that, agency. It's tough. Yeah, <laughs> it, recency bias. It, it's yeah. definitely it's definitely a little rough. Um, and then number three, I went with Patrick Peterson. Um, yeah, I thought about putting Pat Pete in there. Probably should. I thought about yeah. I and like I probably could have gone with something different, but I think at the end of the day, like he has the veteranness there. I'm not asking him to be a number one corner, so he's not covering the number one dude. Um, granted, we're building super teams, so he's still be covering a really good receiver. But I don't know. I don't love that pick. I don't hate that pick. I, I think that could go either way, honestly. I think he could either play maybe play pretty well or, or honestly fall apart. So I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt, however you want to grade that, Aaron. And then our safeties are exactly the same with Eddie Jackson in Chicago and Harrison Smith in Minnesota. I don't think there's no other picks yeah, there you can pick. I mean, those are two slam dunk uh, picks. So I will say yeah, just, I looked up uh, Jeff Okuda. And I was wrong. He did not play yeah. decently. He played pretty bad. I, I, I was I was curious what you looked up because like I he did not have a good year. He didn't no. play that well. That being said, 
there's no one on that defense. He, Dude, that's yeah. what you know, it was I mean, hard he was for me drafted. to pencil in Detroit people because on yeah. offense, well, yeah. I literally had TJ Hawkinson and Frank Ragnar. Yeah. And outside of that, I had to fill them in on defense and my special team. So And that <laughs> that is why I went with Penesuel. Yeah. Because yeah. I knew Detroit, like I said this in every division, there's always one team that, that I, I have the hardest time picking from mm-hmm. because their team is just not that good. Detroit was this team, so I, yeah. I decided to go with Penesuel, take this rant, take the chance and the risk. Yeah. Um, and then, the you know, ranch. you'll also see yeah, the ranch. We're <laughs> going to take the ranch here. Um, that's also why I went with Trey Flowers for defensive end, too, because, again, I needed yeah. some Detroit players. And, like, he's solid. He's not great, but he's really – I think he's pretty solid, so – I sacrifice other areas. No, you to... definitely outpicked me for defense, 100. percent But Aaron, yeah. what do you think? Do you agree? Um, I, I I think I do agree. I, I think overall, like between the defensive line and and linebackers, I like John's a little bit more. Um, I do like Eddie Goldman and and Eric Hendricks, but I think I like Rokon Smith and Keem Hicks and. Who was the other defensive end John had? Trey Flowers. Oh, yeah, Trey Flowers. Yeah, sorry. I think overall as a unit, I I prefer John's just a little bit. Um, but then for the corners, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I do agree. Like Kevin, Kevin King definitely has like some extreme recency bias towards or against him, right? People remember the, the, Miller play. the playoff game Oof, and him getting rough. roasted. Yeah. Uh, but overall, he had a pretty solid le- year last year. And then, yeah, Patrick Peterson does add that that nice veteran presence, which I've been completely inconsistent with, uh, you know, grading. But um, he wasn't bad on the Cardinals last year. He definitely was not what he used to be. But he had some good games. He had some interceptions. So he's still got something left in the tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, he's he's pretty similar to Richard Sherman in a sense, just because of their age and their veteran presence like they do a lot even if they aren't always doing it themselves they just add a lot of um experience to the group as a whole oh, yeah definitely a great teacher and he's going back home right he from minnesota he is from minnesota yes. yeah yeah so i mean you know you get that extra little motivation too no i think he probably will have a pretty decent year i think he definitely is a little older but so, yeah, I, I think i'm gonna give the defense to john as well well, hold on. You haven't um, heard my special teams. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't gotten. We might have the same. Saying. We might have the same special teams. Detroit. Um. Detroit. <laughs> well, never mind. You've heard my special teams. Matt <laughs> Not Matt Prater. Matt Prater is a Cardinal now, dude. Yeah. No, I know. I said without Matt Prater. Oh, okay. Prater. I was like, is so he's Randy on the Cardinals? Bullock. Randy Bullock. Bullock. Mm. Yeah, is Randy. Is he, is he related to uh, Sandra Bullock? <laughs> uh, he might be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> look up the Carfax on that one. Anyway, um, the I I think John's coachless defense edges out the the Mike Zimmer coach defense just a little bit to to give him the no, edge. I agree. I think the corners um, are really where my team fell apart. Um, yeah. I think up to that point, like, you know, linebackers, I think maybe with Khalil and Eric Hendricks, mine are a little better over, like, Roquan. Um, 
not much though but i mean it really fell apart with my defense. <laughs> yeah i will say i feel like our defensive line and everything is very uh very similar very similar like a few differences here or there i think you can you know you could take or leave it in that in that aspect but i, I do agree I, I think the the corner stuff i feel like they definitely make a big change yeah i didn't do my, um, my research enough on, on that one <laughs> whoops. whoops no well well one victory on that one john much deserved i i played myself on that <laughs> i I mean, you have literally. I think I've only gotten one division so far, so this is my mm. only. So you have. That can't have the NFC. Five. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 I've only had one other division in the AFC. That's what I'm saying. So I, uh, you have five, five to two right divisions, now. five to no. two. It's <laughs> not like they're like far apart though for like the other ones. But this is the first division where one of us has taken the whole division yeah, as a well. whole. Yeah, yeah. So, mm. I, uh, I, I would like to count that Does as that like count as two? <laughs> I know, just kidding, like, it counts as five points towards me. Everett John wins the entire thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's no coming back for you, Brett. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, anyways. So it's just kind of interesting, I think. Because I, I do think what Aaron, we, we mentioned this in a previous episode where we've been flip-flopping and it's because we're like – we're um, we're sacrificing one side for the other, so this yeah. is just a little bit different for this one. So true. interesting, very true. All right, that guys. being said, oh. I, I oh sorry, I still think the NFC North has, has been my favorite so far. Yeah, that was a fun one. I don't know about my favorite one, obviously, because I got whooped in it, but <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely was a fun one to do. I loved it. <laughs> I personally thought it was exquisite. I mean, the results speak for themselves. <laughs> awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Bench Boys podcast. On the next episode, we will be doing our last divisional super team. Sad, it's already coming to an end. Maybe John will sweep me again. <laughs> really appreciate you guys tuning in, and we'll see you on the next one. See ya! See ya! See ya.